Hello and welcome to my second Soundcheck episode. This is Chris from 60 Minutes With. Um, thank you for joining me and I hope you're enjoying these Soundcheck shows. Um, I really enjoyed doing my first one about Stiltskin and subsequently I've really enjoyed Dave's uh, two shows that he's done. Uh, they've been fantastic. So yeah, I'm really enjoying doing these and it was kind of, um, where do I go from Stiltskin? Where, what shall I pick next? And uh, it, as I said to you, uh, in the first episode, it's like um, I just kind of almost feel a bit overwhelmed with choice because there's so many um, fantastic albums that I'd love to talk about. So um, I thought I'd go a little bit different with my second one. And I did mention uh, in the first episode that I'd talk about film soundtracks. And this one is very close to my heart. Um, and it is from 1999 and is uh, the, from the film Magnolia. Uh, directed by um, Paul Thomas Anderson, um, with a, a star-studded cast, really, you know, a, a, of quality actors and actresses. Um, huh, Magnolia is a strange one um, because I, I think it, it does polarise people. I think people uh, fall into two camps. I don't think and I'm not sure if I've ever met anybody who's ever said yeah it was okay or meh I think you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it and um I mean my my thoughts on Paul Thomas Anderson the director I think he's he's wonderful you know he's made some amazing films and he uh he was riding high off uh the back of Boogie Nights uh it's a huge success so there was pressure on him to to you know fulfill his with his next film and uh to me i I, this is one of my favorite films of all time um but i can totally understand why people wouldn't like it to a certain degree um the sort of story is uh it's very sprawling so it's difficult to explain in you know to me anyway um you know if if you probably could uh (laughs) and i'm gonna have a little go in a minute but it's one of those that it's the the film itself is to to me all about uh life and people and how we can uh affect each other's lives uh willingly and unwillingly and knowingly or unknowingly um how uh acts of kindness can affect people uh, even if you know you don't think it's necessarily you're doing something kind how it can affect people uh how being cruel can affect people and not just at the time but um throughout their life how it can determine their path um it's about whether coincidence is a thing whether life is just a massive coincidence and we kind of just stumble through life uh and things happen and you deal with them or whether there's a plan, whether there's destiny, whether there's fate. Um, it's about loneliness. Um, it's about love. Uh, it's about hate. It's about abuse. Um, it's about redemption. Um, it's it's quite a weighty film. It's on for nearly three hours from memory. It's been a little while since I've watched it, I must admit. Um, but I fell in love with this film and I think the reason why people may not 
like it is because uh, it, well, it's a long film. It's quite weighty. It's quite sprawling. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of actors. There's things that happen that if you blink and miss it, uh, you're not going to get the reference necessarily. Um, it is very heavy and very deep. And I always tell the story of um, I sat down with my wife. I can't remember whether she was my wife at the time, but we were together anyway. We'd been together for a while. And you know what it's like. You're in a relationship with somebody and uh, it's a fairly new relationship to a certain extent. And you're feeling each other out, I guess, you know, and you're sort of sharing things that you like and getting to know each other and stuff like that. And uh, with this being one of my favourite films of all time, you know, it, uh, I sat down with her and um, we watched it and she didn't speak throughout the whole film and then she didn't speak shortly after it finished because uh, my wife's a fucking chatterbox. She just talks throughout films. Like she's one of those annoying people that will say, who's that again? Or what's he doing? Or what's she doing? Or, oh, that's what's going on. You know, and all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, it drives me fucking insane, but still. And... Um, yeah, so she didn't say anything, and then at the end of it all, she said, well, that was a lot of bollocks, wasn't it? And uh, I, I was kind of crushed to a certain degree. I know it sounds quite dramatic, but I was, you know. I, I was like, fuck, I I love this film. You know, it's like you've, you've killed a little part of me. Um, again, dramatic. Um, and I think sometimes... Uh, with certain films, look, you know, people like what they like. That's she likes princesses, Disney, um, love stories, light, fluffy. Think films that you don't have to think about. I mean, the end of Inception fucking drove her insane, you know, because it was like, well, is it real? Is it un- is it, is it not real? You know, she she needs closure. She she want you know she doesn't want to do any of the heavy lifting, the the thinking, the sort of you know what's going on here. She just wants things to be explained to her. And again, that's not necessarily criticism. That's just what she enjoys. And I tend to think a little bit more deeply about films. But I think as well because she's a little bit younger than I am. Um, that I think a film like Magnolia, if you've had certain life experiences. It can affect you in different ways, and um, don't get me wrong, you know, there are people out there that have had fucking worse lives than I've ever had, and I'm not saying that for one second that I've had a bad life, you know, Uh, but like anybody likes, you know, we've all had bad experiences, we've all um, experienced hurt, we've all seen things that have affected us throughout our lives, I know I've seen things as a child that I carry around with me now and um, affect me in certain degrees but then at the same time they kind of I never ever say I regret anything that's ever happened to me um, whether it's a relationship I've been in that didn't work or hurt me badly and it it's made me who I am you know it's made me the person I am and um Although I'm, I'm getting older and I'm 41 this year, I I don't like to think that I'm a, a cynical or negative person. I'm always positive, and I think you can take positives out of uh, experiences, whether they are negative. And but you could argue, well, maybe that's because you've never really had an, a really horrible experience. I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, whatever experience you have, uh, how it affects you, but um, I think that a, a film like this, if you have had experiences of relationships or 
things that have gone wrong, um, then it it can stay with you, and it and it did stay with me. Um, some of the stuff about growing up, as I mentioned, uh, it's it's made me want to become a better dad, you know, uh, a better father, and. Um, I'd like to say things that have made me want to be a better husband, but that's not necessarily true, you know, uh, to a certain degree. But still, um, the the movie, as I said, features um, star-studded cast with some incredible performances. Um, I I don't know if I could even... I'm not going to even try necessarily to explain the plot as such, because it is kind of sprawling. Uh, you've got... Uh, connections to people. Um, I will say, Tom Cruise um, stars in the movie, and it is, for my money, one of his finest performances, if not his finest performance. Um, He plays a character who is, um, uh, well, I suppose you'd describe him as a bit of a self-help guru, to a certain extent, uh, who helps men and he's a misogynist, sexist, um, that's his front anyway, and um, he's estranged from his father, his father owns a television company, uh, where um, uh, William H. Macy uh, was a child star, whose parents fucked him over for uh, the money, which is... Uh, lived with him throughout his life and he can't let go of it Uh, who's in love with somebody who isn't really noticing him there's another child star whose father is doing pretty much exactly the same thing Um, the host of the game show has a daughter who is damaged who he rarely sees Um, there's suggestion that there's abuse um, you've got Julianne Moore is the wife of the executive who's got cancer, who is dying in his deathbed and his dying wish is to find his son, who is Tom Cruise, who wants nothing to do with him. You've got Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is the nurse of um, of of this guy, um, a, you know, a brilliant performance by Jason Robards. Um, and he's doing everything he can uh, to to try and get this to happen. Um, it's heartbreaking. It's a, it's a film that where I think every single emotion goes through you as you watch it. It does me anyway. Um, but what accentuates that... Oh, I've got to mention John C. Riley, who's a police officer who's very lonely. Uh, and he's just looking for somebody to love him. And he's got nobody or nothing. But he's a good person, you know. Um, it just doesn't fit in this world, you know. He, he's a good guy, but nobody seems to want him. Um, and he ho- tries to hook up with some, uh, somebody who's damaged. And, yeah, he, as I said, it's a tough film to watch. There's a lot going on. Um, but, the, as I said, the thing that accentuates the the movie is the soundtrack which is by a singer-songwriter called Amy Mann. Now, I'm not going to say to you that I am a massive fan of Amy Mann. I, I'm not. Um, in fact, 
oh, I haven't listened to any of her stuff, any other of her stuff. Uh, I've often thought about it um, because I love the soundtrack uh, to Magnolia so much. Um, but because of the film, I went out and bought the soundtrack and uh, bought the CD. And it's been a firm favourite of mine um, ever since, really. Um, I, you know, I, I know all the songs back to front. I, I sing along to them, you know. Um, and the songs really do, I wouldn't say make the film but help to bring out more emotion and wring that you know that that sort of extra bit of emotion out of the film. Uh in fact, um from what I've read Paul Thomas Anderson specifically wanted some songs to be used for the film or written for the film. Um so yeah, that's why I picked it. You know, that's why I picked this is my second go uh at this. So I thought well, I'll pick something a little bit different, um, a little less rocky. Um, it's difficult to explain sort of what kind of music um, Amy Mann, uh, what her style is. I suppose you'd say there's a bit of rock in there, there's a bit of folk, a bit of jazz, um, a bit of everything really, you know. She's got quite a vulnerable sort of um, wavering voice, if you like. I wouldn't describe her as a great singer at at all, to be honest with you. But it suits the what she's got suits what she does. You know, it suits the style of of um, the kind of music that she makes. You know, um, as Dave said in in his first show, you know, he's he's not a musician. He can't talk, you know he he doesn't play a musical instrument as such necessarily and neither do I so it, I kind of sometimes find it difficult to explain about music as such but I can only explain about what I I hear um and yeah I think that's probably why her voice lends itself so well to the the movies because there's a lot of vulnerability there um but there's also some upbeat stuff in there as well so let's let's crack on then with it. So um, track one is um, a song called One, which, uh, from what I understand, is a cover uh, from of a Harry Nilsson song. Um, it plays heavily at the start of the film. I think if you've watched the film, you'll know that, uh, I mean, the, the song itself lasts for about two minutes on the album, but this um, plays throughout the opening segment. Um of the film really and goes on for longer and and it, yeah it introduces us nicely to her vocal style um and yeah it's it's quite a, a nice nice song to to open up i guess um track two is a bit more upbeat uh, a song called momentum and this is a bit of a strange one because it's kind of a bit of a mishmash of different styles of music which is why i said i find it a bit hard to pinpoint what kind of uh music i'd category or genre I'd put her into because um, it's quite upbeat it's quite um, I wouldn't even call it rocky but you know sort of like guitar, drums um, but then there's sort of like weird instruments that you hear or noises that you hear which sounds like a a bicycle bell being rang <laughs> you know it's uh, it's very strange um, but you know it, again it's kind of like a bit of a freestyle mashup and, and again it's it's nice because it kind of gets you a bit more into it now for me track three onwards is where the the album really shines and uh, features the majority of my favorite tracks um 
track three is called Build That Wall. And uh, as I said, we're really cooking there with, with some of my favourite songs. And um, I, I guess it's not a tribute to Donald Trump. Um, but <laughs> it's it's all about, to me... And this I, I said before, like, with the um, Stiltskin um, album, I don't necessarily always look into the lyrics. But with this... I think I have and I've picked up more and I think maybe because it's kind of clicked with me in terms of what I feel the songs are about in respect of relationships and Build That Wall is for me about somebody who uh, wants to be in a relationship um, but from the perspective that they've been hurt uh, and they, they kind of want to be in a relationship but they won't allow it to happen Um it's a really gorgeous song. It really is beautiful. It's quite upbeat. And this is the thing for me. Because the majority of these songs are about relationships and about people. And about love. And um, about being hurt. But they're all sort of like written from different perspectives. Of people who are at different points in their life. And have had different types of relationships so this to me is about somebody who who kind of wants that relationship but almost won't let themselves you know won't risk being hurt so um they'll kind of just put that wall up to stop themselves from from letting it happening um but it's it's great because it does show off her vocals um that, that you know that it's a very strong sort of vocal performance from her and it was a contender to feature on the show um there are three four songs uh that i was really sort of torn between the next song um uh track four called deathly um it starts with the lyrics now that i've met you would you object to never seeing each other again and that's that's uh line is used in the film and it's to me um all about somebody who's been hurt very badly in a relationship and can see that the person that they've met is a good person but they ultimately can't put themselves through the heartache that they've they've been through and you know and then there's a line you know i'm just a problem for you to solve and watch dissolve in the heat of your charm you know and it's kind of that's the way that person views themselves as look I'm fucked up, you know what I mean? And maybe they're seeing this other person who hasn't necessarily got negative or bad intentions, but um, they want to try and make them better, you know? They want to try and uh, sort of help them, you know what I mean? And that features in another one of the songs. Um, I think this and sort of build that wall are are about relationships to me. They're sort of, as I said, they're, they're written from very different perspectives um, and, uh, you know, about these people that have been hurt in, in different ways um, and to a more or lesser extent. Whereas, I say, build, build that wall's quite jaunty, um, whereas this is more serious. I mean, it's called Deathly, do you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, it's the, the, the line, you know, it kind of finishes off with do me a favour if I should waver be my saviour and get us the gun do you know what I mean and it's a wonderful song it really is but 
it's not going to feature on uh, my show. Um, so you're thinking, well, what the fuck? What the hell is going to feature on, on this show? Um, so track five is a song called Driving Sideways. And these three tracks, Build That Wall, Deathly, and Driving Sideways, they really complement each other so well, in my opinion. Um, because this one is more about somebody who is in a relationship and it's not going anywhere. It's it's almost like they're coasting through life and they're not in control of their own destiny. They're not in control of their own actions. But they kind of... They're almost... There's the illusion that they are, you know? And... Um, but then the person that they're with also carrying on, even though they they have some doubts that this is actually what they want. And I'm sure we can all say that we've been in that, that you know those kind of relationships. And that's perhaps why this album, you know, and the film speaks so much to me. Because if you have been affected, you can always say, you know, you can feel that you have you have been through those relationships, so you can kind of connect with them um but driving sideways i think the lyrics are really fantastic they're kind of very poignant but also done in a clever way um because of sort of like the the way that it's you know the analogy of driving a car you know and uh but it it is about being in a relationship that isn't very isn't going anywhere you know but it's almost like well let's not rock the boat you know keep the status quo um and just carry on you know um and it is kind of like there's a, i get the feeling that there's a almost like now oh, fuck it it's it's hopeless it's it's like but kind of way but let's just carry on because there's nothing better you know um and I love how the chorus always changes, uh, but stays the same. You know, the lyrics change, but the sort of like the way it starts stays the same. It's it's been a really tough choice because um, those three songs to me are fantastic. But um, this is the first song that I'm I'm going to put on, uh, and it's driving sideways. At least you know you were taken. See 
hope you enjoyed that. Um, I, again, I, you know, it's it's a great song, but I would urge you to go and check out the others as well. Um, check out the whole album. Track six is um, a song called "You Do," um, and to me, this is almost like a bit of an anti-love song um, because the lyrics speak about being with somebody um, and you're looking for them to love you as much as as, uh, you love them Um, but it's not given back they just don't feel the same way about you Um, but you carry on you do you know you you carry on doing the things that because you hope that you're going to change them you know there's this sort of like the song talks about you know love them more because it'll change them but in your heart you know it's not going to happen um it's a very sad song to me um like the others, you know, will mean something to people who've been in similar situations, you know. Again, uh, you know, I know I've been in a situation, I've been in a relationship where you really want the person that you're with to to love you more than they do or to think more of you that, than they do. Um, but what I do love about the song is that maybe there is some redemption, maybe the person that is giving more than they're getting actually realises that and and moves on um, it's beautiful it's it's a great song very sad but it's got some great uh, lyrics some some great song you know songwriting is, is superb um, track 7 is called Nothing Is Good Enough which is an instrumental um, I actually I believe that that is um, on one of Man's other albums um, she does sing to the music but featured on this particular album is just the an instrumental which it just breaks things up a bit um track eight uh wow okay um hmm there aren't many songs that can some make me cry um but catch me in the right mood and uh at the right time and i will weep like a baby to this song um it really shows off man's vulnerability and um you know uh it sort of speaks uh, to me about an almost hopelessness uh in terms of fighting against life um you know when things aren't working for you or trying to escape from the harshness of life because you can't because It'll carry on, you know, um, regardless of what you do, life will carry on. It's got lots of different meanings. That's why I think I love it so much, because it is, it means um, different things at different times to me, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. And uh, earlier on, when I was listening to it, just before I started recording, uh, as I do with a lot of the songs, but with this one, you know, kind of catch yourself singing along to it and you feel your voice cracking i do i feel like i'm you know i'm starting to well up fucking you know listening to this song and singing along with it i mean oh, i don't know why it affects me so badly it just it it really does it gets to me um if you have seen the film you'll know that this song uh features and again 
why I say it, it sort of um, polarizes people because some people would see it as a work of genius, some people would see it as a pretentious bollocks, which I think is what my wife thought about the film. Uh, is that there's a, a scene in the movie where the cast members they it just the, the film just kind of almost stops and they start singing to it which sounds really fucking goofy and I'm not doing it justice at all but it's so beautifully handled and it's you could argue it's an extremely bold move uh, but a a completely effective completely got me uh, in the film Uh, it's it's about three quarters of the way through um, just before Tom Cruise actually meets his dad who he's angry with who abandoned him as a child and um yeah that that scene <laughs> people know what I'm talking about, but that scene is is just absolutely just incredible, but you know um so yeah, I'm not wise up uh will feature uh on this show, but not right now uh track nine is called save me and um for me, Wise Up and Save Me are like a one-two punch in terms of great songs, um, but Wise Up takes it in terms of the emotional stakes. Um, just, I, I do love Save Me. I think it's a great song. Um, and again, this song sort of about to me about someone who's uh, looking for their next relationship to be different, almost pleading for somebody to save them, you know, from, from the kind of people that they've been with before, uh, you know, who scumbags and but you know ultimately you get the feeling by listening to the song uh that they're attracting the same kind of people um but yeah and it's a it's a great great song um i think it's one of the music videos if i remember rightly uh track 10 and 11 are uh songs by super tramp uh you've got goodbye stranger and the logical song um Super Tramp are great. I love, you know, do enjoy those songs. Um, then you've got Magnolia by John Bryan, uh, which is an instrumental. Um, I, I have read as well that apparently Dreams by Gabrielle uh, is on the soundtrack, but it's not on the soundtrack that I've got, which is fine because I don't particularly like that song, if I'm honest with you. Although it does feature quite heavily in the film, um, as people will know. So, yeah, that was it. I mean, um, I always knew it was going to be a little bit emotional sort of talking about this film and the soundtrack because uh, it means a lot to me and uh, it evokes a lot of memories and, you know, stirs a lot of things up in me. I hope you enjoyed it. I, it's a bit more downbeat than, than previously, um, but, you know, I like to mix things up um, and... Dave has got some weird and wonderful choices. I've been privy to what some of the stuff that he's going to pick. So uh, that's, I guess, what we love about doing these these shows. We think it's a fantastic format. Um, and it's going to throw up a lot of interesting music, let me tell you. So, uh, And I've already got plans for my next one. So anyway, we did say that we'd keep these shows to 20 to 30 minutes. But when I start talking about Magnolia, then I... Um, I start to ramble a little bit, but so, so you'll have to forgive me for that. Uh, but please check out the soundtrack. If you haven't seen it yet, please check out the film. Uh, it's a great film, in my opinion. Or let me know if you think it was pretentious bollocks. 
that just goes on and on and uh, has no meaning and he's, he's shit um, let me know so I can ridicule you on Twitter um, but anyway uh, you can check me out on Twitter at DastardlyJabby um, please follow the show at uh, 60 Minutes With check out the website uh, www.60minuteswith.co.uk um, there's been reviews going up daily uh, as I record uh, there's always some amazing content now there's some amazing competitions as well which um, people are starting to receive their uh, DVDs, Blu-rays um, so that's awesome so thank you for joining me I hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll finish off with Amy Mann and Wise Up see you soon, bye bye you